Hello everybody and welcome to a special edition of the LFC Red Poets podcast. A podcast tonight that none of us wish we had to do, as we're all getting over the shock of Jurgen Klopp's shock announcement that is to leave Liverpool at the end of the season. I'm your host Les Lawson. I'm joined tonight by my partners in crime, Tom Keegan and Pete Warburton. And two guests tonight are Derek McLean and my lad Jamie Lawson. So, where shall I start? I think we'll start with Tom and then we'll get the younger perspective from Jamie. So, Tom, first of all, I'll ask you, where did you hear the news? And when you heard it, did it take your mind back to, to uh, Friday the 12th of July 1974 and Friday the 22nd of February 1991? when Shanks and Kenny announced the resignations completely out the blue. Yeah, you Les. And yeah, welcome, lads. I Yeah, I, oh, Kevin phoned me about seven minutes after it had been announced. And he said, have you heard the news, Dad? I said, no. And he said, what? He said, Jürgen Klopp's leaving at the end of the season. I said, I'll have to. He said, it'd be a rumour. I said, I can't see that being... I said, there's no indications and nothing. There's been, there's been not, no stories... So I can't see that being real. So he said to me, honestly, he released a video. He said, it's, there's a video out and everything. And then the next thing, like, my phone started ringing. There was loads of messages. You would have you'd sent us all a message. And, um, and then I got a message from our Will, funny enough. He was on radio doing an interview on Radio 5 about the traces. And he, the, the news broke there. And he, he said, like, he, you know, like, he... It's asked him because he's a Liverpoolian. He was devastated, absolutely devastated. But yeah, I I totally agree with what you what, what you said, Les. It did take you back to '74 to Shanks. I think it because in the way that it came right out of the blue. I think the Kenny one was was different. Kenny had gone through a complex period of time, and like you you could see he wasn't himself. But with with Shanks, it literally just dropped out of the. Out, out, out of the sky, didn't it? Nobody was expecting it. So yeah, it was a it was a terrible shock. Yeah, Jay, this is the this is the first one of these that you've experienced. Where we've all completed our hat tricks tonight, so we're all going to be fighting over taking home the match ball. I think so. So how did how did you hear the news? And and as a younger fan, I mean, you know, I had a little bit of a joke there, but to the likes of you and your generation. And probably, you know, a generation a bit younger than you as well. Jurgen Klopp is like to you what Bill Shankly was to us. So how did how did you hear the news? Now how how did you feel when you when you heard? I mean, I suppose it's a silly question, but I've got to ask it. Yeah. Um. So I, I work from home, so I think I saw something pop up on my phone to the effect of like Klopp's leave. I was like just in a. Display. I was like, no, it can't can't be true. Went through the stages of grief quite quickly. Went on to went on to Twitter, saw watched the video and was just, just stunned, basically. And that was the my head gone for the rest of the day, basically, which wasn't a wasn't exactly ideal. Just constantly going back, checking my phone, open something had changed, or you know, it was a hoax or something, but it quickly turned out it was, you know, it was the real, it was the real deal. And yeah, it's happening. Um, just just completely blown away by it. Wasn't expecting it. In fact, you know, with the way these squads perform this year, and you know, 
I think last year, you know, you could see it, you know, because Pacey wasn't really having a good time last season. But, you know, the way he's acted this season has been more like the Jürgen we all know and love. And the way the team's been playing is the, more like a Jürgen Klopp side that we know and love. So, if anything, I was half expecting, you know, you've seen those videos, he normally announces a contract extension. So, so yeah, that, that was the first thing in my head, but it just completely out of the blue. And yet, and, you know, obviously, you know, Rafa was kind of my first manager, but Rafa left under very, you know, very much a dark cloud. And, you know, been through Hodgson, Rogers, you know, Daglish, you know, but none of them have quite had the, you know, the impact and longevity of of Klopp and you know, Klopp has been here for what nine years is it now? He's seen me through like sort of a you know an era of my life coming out of university as well. So it just you know it it's very weird to think that he's not gonna be with us next season. It's heartbreaking really. Eric, did you did it take your mind back to that dark day, you know, for us in on Friday the twelfth of July nineteen seventy four when you know, that, that famous, famous kid, which he's the most famous kid in Liverpool at the time. Who said? He said, did he? Is it in the echo? You know what I mean? But that, that was the type of of shock that it was, wasn't it, back then? And today, I think, it's hit the mark again for me. Yeah, it's it's almost exactly the same feeling as when Shanks went. Totally. Um, as Tom said, with, with Kenny, it was slightly different because he could see physically that he looked ill. and it, So it was less of a shock when he went. It was still a shock, but I think the, the comparison with Shankly is, is spot on. You know, for, for Jamie, you know, the age he's at, he's clops the idol, the best manager he's, he's seen in Liverpool, in his history with Liverpool. And for us, it was Shanks at the time. So there's there's definite comparisons, and I, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I was working, you know, from home, and I had the radio on, and it came up on the radio, and I checked my phone, and then I'm trying to work, but I'm struggling to concentrate on my work because it's just like I'm wanting to check all channels and get as much information as I possibly can to clarify what I'm. Is it actually true? Because I. I just didn't see it coming, to be honest. No, Pete, it, that's a fair comment, isn't it? That none of us seen this coming. And, you know, for us, it's like, as I said before, you know, you knew it was going to come one day. And it, I don't suppose, I think we actually, and we've had this conversation before in terms of players, you know, and, and, and sort of players who are no longer playing the game, but, but are heroes of the past. And that we don't think they're getting any older, but they are. And when you when you look, Jurgen is now fifty six. He'll be fifty seven this year. So maybe, you know, what he's saying is, you know, he's probably maybe, you know, he is a very a manager who relies very much on on the energy, doesn't he? And he provides the energy to both the team on the training ground in the dressing room. And he certainly gives it to us, the fans. So, you know, for for him to come out and say that he he feels that you know he hasn't got the energy to 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 move forward now, you have to take that as face value, don't you? But it doesn't really lessen the shock. 
And where were you when you heard the news and did you believe it? I was working from home like uh, like Jamie and Derek were. Um, and I saw, the, I saw the message from Mike Wilson, to be honest. And he said, as, as uh, one of the journalists, has he been hacked? And I, th- I didn't know what he was on about. And then within a minute of that, uh, my daughter phoned my wife and she said, is my dad working from home? And she and Jean said, yeah. And she said, what is, what? has I heard the news? Has I heard the news? And I thought, what's she going on about? And she said, yeah, can clocks leave? And I said, get lost, Cole. And then I, t- I thought, well, I'm going, why is Mike mentioning that? What's going on? I said, no, it'll just be rumours on Twitter and stuff. It'll just be someone doing rumours. And she said, no, Dad, it's on the it's on the LFC uh, website. It's official. And I was like, I thought, am I dreaming this? I, I, you know, because like Tom said, he, he's, he's had a bit of a, not a renaissance, but he, he has seemed a lot more upbeat. He, that last season, I think he did look tired. Um, and he looked a lot more upbeat, especially with the way we're performing, the lads on the pitch and that. Um, but it, it did, it took me, I mean, the, the day Shankly retired, I was still in school, secondary school. And um, one of the one of the lads come in and, and this Evertonian fan announced it as if like, yeah, I'm made up, you know. And we said, no, get lost, Shankly won't retire. And he said, I'm telling you, I've been home for me dinner. And Shankly's retired and all stuff like this. And then. It was it was a similar disbelief to be honest today. Um, I honestly thought he'd he'd at least see his contract to the end, and I, I was I was hoping he'd even extend it. But you've got to just go with Jürgen's wishes. He he obviously thinks that you know he's he's going to go out on a high, and hopefully a very big high. Hopefully we can win a, you know at least two or three pots this season. But maybe he thinks. I think he's just become, become or if he hasn't already, he's becoming a grandparent, isn't he? So maybe that's gone into it. And, you know, he's probably thinking he's done everything he can with Liverpool um, and he's going to take a sabbatical. So whether he decides to go back to the game in a year or so's time, I don't know. Because I think he did the same after uh, Dortmund. I think he took some leave off, didn't he, before he came to us? So it is just a shock, but... I mean, it's going to be weird now going to every match this season because it's just going to build up into a crescendo for that last game against Wolves. It's just going to be manic, you know. And um, I hope, I hope the whole of the of Anfield makes it a cauldron for every team that comes because I think um, he's going to have so much support. And like you say, it was a it was a thing we never wanted to discuss tonight, and unfortunately, that's what's happened. Yeah, I was. I was doing a big recalc for somebody at work, which was really taxing me to get it done because it was really complicated. And John, who sits next to me, suddenly turned to me and said, do you want to wear some bad news? And I thought he was going to tell me that one of the injured players had had a setback. And he said to me, Jürgen's leaving. I said, oh, sod off, or words to that effect. That started in F and ended in F. Right, I said, stop messing about. And he said, no, I'm not. So immediately then, goes on the on the phone. But there was basically nothing on, at that point, there was basically nothing on Twitter. And I'd said, I'd, I'd looked on WhatsApp and he had had nothing from the usual sort of suspects who normally inform us of things. I said, and I'm thinking, nah, somebody's winding him up here. And then, 
I said, where is he? He said, it's on the official site. So it goes on the official site. And sure enough, there it is. And I have to I have to say this. I went, there's, there's loads of reds in our office. And it goes over to Chris Fitzy. And I said, he was having a little bit of a meeting. I said, sorry to interrupt you, but I think you'll want to know this news. And Chris Fitzy was sitting with Jay, who, who, who does the, uh, the last man, who's also a big red. And I said, Jürgen's, Jürgen's leaving. And the look on Chris Fitzy's face was just one I will never forget. It's just like I just told him that a member of his family had died. He was just absolutely gone and devastated. He said, no, I don't believe you. I don't believe you, you're messing. And then Phil walks down the office and it tells him. And he said, I'll come off it less. And I said, I'm not going to joke about something like that. And and next thing, it, it, they're all looking on the phones then and they got the news and it was just really, really difficult to take in. And it did take me back to 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 when Kenny resigned. And I, I can remember to this day that I was sat in my office in where I worked back then and one of the lads out the factory come in and said, Kenny's resigned. And again, I couldn't believe it. And when Shanks resigned, I was in Southport in the fair with my dad. And I don't think we've ever... I think we must got home from Southport in record time. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it was just a complete and utter shock. And as, you know, as somebody said before, I think it was Jamie said before, you're then looking on your phone, open the... Nah, somebody... It's not, it's not the 1st of April, is it? You're thinking, somebody's going to come out now and say, no, this isn't true. And then, you, and then next thing... It comes up the Pep's leaving, Kravitz is going, Victor Matos is going, and then a little bit later, George Schmacher is leaving. So, Tom, what what impact do you think that that's going to have the um, you know, the, the, the his backroom team going, or are they going basically just out of courtesy so that you know whoever is named as the new manager hasn't got you know, an issue of sort of telling them basically that they're not wanted. Because when I listened to one of the interviews with Jürgen before, he was saying that they all want to stay in the game. So if, if there's a possibility, I suppose, if that's the case, that if, if whoever the new manager is, if they wanted maybe some of them to stay or all of them to stay as part of the backroom staff, they, they, they might be open to that or... Do you think they just might want a clean break away from Liverpool and think, right, our, our project there was with Jürgen and that's now over? I don't know, really. I was thinking the same myself. Because when when the, uh, Kevin had mentioned the same sort of thing about them all going, I was thinking, well, you know, to be honest, if Jürgen's taking a, a year-long sabbatical, surely to God, them lads are not going to sit and take a year-long sabbatical out of the game as well. So really... I was thinking maybe, and then when I watched the longer interview, he says, doesn't he? He's done it out of the respect because some of these people have got children at schools and things like that, so they'd have to have forward planning. But I'm sure that if, well, we I don't want to I don't want to talk about who, who who we think is coming or whatever, but um, if there you would imagine that. If FSG have known this for a while, then they would have started to do something, I would imagine, already. It would have been well underway. I can't imagine them they'll sit on it and, and 
and let you know speculation to just to sort of drag right the way through the season. Do you know what I mean? So I, I, I'd be so I, I'd be surprised if all of them went. Let's is the answer to the question. I, I think you might be surprised that if anyone who comes in, especially if they have connections with Liverpool Football Club, might want to keep a couple of these uh, of the, these people, as you say, might want to keep all of them. But who knows? I think it's like it's it's still early days. We're still getting your head around the reason why he's gone, to be honest, let alone thinking about the backroom staff or, or all of that. Jamie, do you think that we have to be? Because I know we were, at, uh, you know, on our one of our uh, footy uh, face uh, WhatsApp groups that we're on with the lads we go to match with. The conspiracy theory started right away. You know, FSG must have done something. It must be over transfers. Something must have happened. But I do think you have to take Klopp at his word, don't you, and say that you know he he knows his his own body the best and he knows how it's feeling and while he's while he puts on this this sort of you know guy who's full of energy and, and full of smiles, you know, he might be feeling that, you know, how can I do this for another two years to see out my contract? Yeah, no, completely. I don't think it's the time for conspiracy theorists. I think people who are engaged with that sort of talk around FSG uh, I've kind of got a narrative in their heads uh, just fitting it to that basically and yeah, I, I, I get the the instinct as well because I think we're all <laughs> frustrated and heartbroken you kind of like yeah I think the people who are engaged in that sort of talk are just kind of lashing out and looking for someone to blame in FSG a, a nice easy scapegoat in a way but I think you've got Trust Klopper's word I mean he was asked directly at the press conference I believe um, about it and he he said, you know, which is what I assumed he would say, and that, you know, him and FSG probably don't always see eye to eye, like most employees don't always see eye to eye with their bosses. I don't think that's unusual, especially when, you know, we, we live within our means and, you know, there's certain compromises that have to be made. I'm sure, you know, there are times where, he, you know, Klopp has been frustrated with the ownership, but, you know, equally, Klopp always speaks very highly of them the majority of the time and you know he's signed multiple new contracts you know over the years and you know recommitted i don't unless he's a masochist um uh, you know i don't think that's something you do so yeah i think you've got to take it as well obviously it's a very demanding job it's broken many a manager over the years it takes a lot out of him you know it's very demanding particularly with the era we've been living through with manchester city with the you, know, you can't you don't really feel like you can afford to drop a single point as some seasons in the league. You've know, COVID as well. Um obviously last season was, you know, not what we all wanted to you know, all those things were taking its toll and just generally and um, you know, I can say like you know, you don't like to imagine your heroes getting older, but if you look back at how he looked at the start of the job and like how he looks now, like you know, you can see he has age, and I think you've just got to take him at face value, really, and believe what he says. And you know, maybe he needs that, he needs that break. I think he could short his first sabbatical to take the job. I think he would to take a little job, I think he would have longer off. So I think you've got to take him at face value. 
Um, and yeah, maybe maybe he fancies to go international management in a couple of years, or maybe you know maybe you'll go back to Germany or even Real Madrid or something. But yeah, it, you know, right now he needs a break, and you know I think for all he's done for the club, we've you know we've kind of it hurts, but we've got to respect that and just you know thank him for everything he, he's done and hopefully give him a good send off. Now, Derek, social media wasn't around in 1974 when Shanks decided to to retire, but he didn't like the word retire, did he? He just said he was having a he was having a break. I've retired from football, yes, but from life, no. I think that was what his his sort of quote was at the time. But even back then, as if I remember rightly. There was conspiracy theorists going round then saying that he desired because, you know, would you believe he wanted to sign a particular player and the board wouldn't sign there, you know, wouldn't let him sign him. And then the, the other one was, you know, one of your heroes, Ray Kennedy, was signed behind his back and he didn't want him. You, you, you remember them, don't you? So, so I think it's just it's just a natural sort of a thing, a reaction, isn't it? When, when somebody... Uh, you know, who, who we all love and, you know, is such the, is the heartbeat of, of the club and, you know, you've got great faith in decides to go. I think sometimes we all have to look for a reason as to why it happened. You know, it can't just be that he wants to go. Something must have happened. And it's not always the case, is it, mate? No, I think, I mean, if you look at Shankly, he used to resign every summer, didn't he? The, yeah. the story was that he used to, you know, hand his notice yeah. in and then change his mind. So I think I think with Klopp, I don't ever know of him ever lying. He, he's always been very upfront on camera. He's always said that how it is. If we played bad, he says we played bad. So I believe everything he said. And he didn't say, I'm not ever coming back to football again. He just said, I won't manage another English club in England other than Liverpool. But I need a break. And I think it's quite true. I think he probably is telling the truth. He needs to have a break. And then he will decide when the season finishes, he might have three or four months off and start getting a lot of offers coming in. And he'll decide when he feels ready, or if at all, that he wants to come back. And as the likelihood is, it might if he does come back, it might be to be to manage Germany, you know, into, go into international management, because it seems more and more he gets seems to get more and more irritated at press conference these days, and he's sending pep ups obviously to do the Carabao ones, and you wonder whether it, it's it's just taking its toll on him, you know, the pressure of week in week out, organising everything, being in control of everything managing everything, ask, answering questions all the time. And I just think he's telling the truth. And he hasn't said, I'm packing in football. He's just said, I need a break. And Dalglis did the same. He needed a break. And Dalglis was back in management within about four or five months. So I can see Klopp being exactly the same, if that's what he wants to do. And he might decide he wants to go back home to Germany. And he might go back to Dortmund. I don't think he necessarily will manage the bigger clubs as such in terms of, you know, Real Madrid, these sorts of clubs. I don't, I'm not. I'm not convinced. Will he manage Bayern Munich when it when it's it'll be almost managing Man United in England to manage Bayern 
with the Dortmund relationship that he's got with their fans. So it'll be interesting to see in the long term what what, what he actually does. But I've always taken him on face value. And I do question whether the reason this has come out is that there's been a possible leak of this information. The club's got wind of it. And they thought we'd rather be the ones to tell the fans than this come out in the newspaper at the weekend. So they've moved swiftly to announce this now because they, if they'd known about it in November, that's three. Why all of a sudden, three months down the line, you announce it in January? To me, I think it. The more people know about it, the more word spreads. The more chance of it getting out. And I wonder whether Liverpool have acted now as a result of something getting out. And that's 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 where we're at. Pete, Derek's made uh, a couple of good points there. You know about you know Shanks and Kenny. You know, I think if you remember Shanks, after a few months, he was he was fed up and wished he'd sort of you know just had a, a, a you know a bit of a break and then come back. And Kenny said exactly the same. Do you think that Jurgen could feel? The same again at the, you know, after a, after a few months and think, you know, something. You know, I, I really love that club. I wish I hadn't walked away. Or do you just think that now, you know, is the right time for him to walk away? And as as Derek also said there, I think you do have to take him on face value of what he said. And you know, and if if the club, uh, you know, the club said that this was sort of. You know, Jürgen told them in November. Do you think they've been using that time or they've asked them to, to sort of old fire and they've been trying to persuade him to change his mind and that's why, you know, it's been sat on for three months before they've they've sort of brought it out in the open and broke all our hearts today? I mean, I'm pretty certain as soon as he, he approached them, you know, the management or whatever, you know, the, the directors and everything else, FSG, I'm sure the first thing they said was, come on, you know, have a think about this. But I watched some of his interview today. It was actually heartbreaking to watch, to be honest. But I watched some of his interview today and he seemed very, very um, strong that he, he wasn't for turning at all. Someone mentioned about um, Alex Ferguson changing his mind and he just straight away said, I won't be changing my mind. Um. It could well be, like Derek said, that, that you know, something, if, if they've known since November, something must have been off in, in the often. I mean, I, I heard rumours two or three weeks ago that it was it was going to be an extension to his contract. If anything, he was going to sign, you know, another extension. So maybe, maybe you know, the club have, have done the right thing in saying, right, well, you know, we're not going to let one of these newspapers get a scoop on it. We're going to come clean as quickly as possible. And I would think since since this was announced in November, I'm pretty certain behind the scenes they've really been working hard on who the predecessor is going to be because, you know, straight away people are, are putting two and two together and making five, to be honest. And I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know who to name, to be honest. And you've got to do... The one thing they've got to do is they've got to get it right. They've got to make sure that whoever they bring in is the right person for the job. And um, it is such a big job. I mean, the legacy that Jürgen Klopp's going to leave at Liverpool, 
after coming in when he did nine years ago and turning us around to what we are today. It's going to be a big act to follow. So they've got to get it right when they do it. But yeah, as I say, looking at that interview today, he seemed 100% that he was he was going to leave and nothing, you know, nothing was going to change his mind. But um, I think it must just be he's at that time. Like you say, he's, he's getting, what, 57 soon, which is a relatively young man, but in the in the profession he's in, it's bloody hard work. I mean, we go to the games and we see them, we see them for ninety minutes or and you know whatever. But you think of all the other work through the week, not just on the training pitch, but you have so much to deal with these these managers, um, and it's obviously taking his toll. And as I say, you know he's probably going to take some time out with his family. And, and recharge and then see where it goes from there. Tom, when he walks out the door, you know, and, and vacates his office on, you know, his last game will be the 19th of May. So, and it's strange to think that on the 20th of May, 2024, Jurgen Klopp will not be Liverpool manager anymore. But when he when he leaves and walks out or drives out of the AXA for the, for the final time, He'll have left, you know, his, his, his successor one hell of a group of talented players, both young and experienced, won't they? So, you know, they're not going to have to come in and do a complete rebuild. And I just wonder whether, you know, you looked at Jürgens at times last year and he looked a broken man. You know, he really did look, he looked, he looked exhausted at times on the line last year. And you just wonder whether that really took its toll on him. And you, in a way, we have to sort of thank him for deciding, you know, to stay around and fix the, the, the problems that we had last season and rebuild the squad so that, that whoever, whoever was taking over wasn't taking over a squad that was ageing and was, was sort of on hiding to nothing. You, you look at the emerging talent that's coming through from the, you know, the young players alone in, you know, Connor Bradley, Kwanzaa, Bashetic, Bobby Clark, uh, Harvey Elliott, Curtis Jones. You know what I mean? And you've still got you've still got the likes of Trent, and then there's, you know, the likes of uh, Co- uh, Cody still only young, and and Graven Birch is still only young, and Nunes is still only, you know, twenty four. So, whoever comes in has got a hell of a base and a hell of a pool of talented players you know, to work with, haven't they, Tom? That says, is, we were having this discussion last night, really, about you know, the quality the quality of the squad and, and you know, like, um, the interchangeability of the, uh, of the players that we had. They could all drop in. The age of the team, you know, the average age of the team being about well, 23, 24, you, but, but vastly experienced as well. And while we're having this discuss, this discussion, that says a lot about what you've just you, you just rolled a lot of things into a ball there, Les. And I, I was thinking at at the time, that says more about Jurgen Klopp, the man, not the manager, the man, because it would have been easy for him to walk last season. It would have been. It would have been the easiest thing in the world for him to say, uh, you know, like, 
where we're at, you know, like this, this is the time for a young, for somebody else to come in and a refreshing, for a, a new start. Because as you said, he was like a broken man, but he didn't, did he? What he'd done, he then went out and started the rebuilding of probably a stronger squad than what we ever asked. I sent, I, I was saying to you before, I'd sent a message to the, to, to Sue, to Graves Sooners before to try and get him on tonight. Um, I, I, I put him out. He, he couldn't come on for whatever for the reason, but he passed. He passed it off. And what I, I said to you, devastating news regarding Klopp. This year and Klopp. The, the time, it's it's the timing for me. I don't get understand. We're, we're on the verge of building something really special. Hopefully, the search is on for the replacements, and he put. He put big shoes to big shoes to fill, and I put. But I should imagine whoever gets the job is starting with probably the strongest, youngest, fittest, most talented LFC I can remember in my time of support in Liverpool, and that that is it, isn't it? What you've just said, Les, it gives a manager who's going to come in time, and especially if the fans give them the same amount of time. Then I think Liverpool Football Club, thanks to Jurgen Klopp, will be in, in in a position of strength for the next ten years. Do you know what I mean? So while we're, we're absolutely devastated, and I, I like I like all of you lads have been the same all day long. My phone's been going. People have been ringing. People have been talking. Me, me, my son's phoning me eight, nine times, times a day, talking about it. He can't get over different things, but. What he's left us, and still, he could achieve the end of this season, you know. So I think, yeah, I think whoever comes, we'll we'll have to thank Jurgen Klopp for a, for for a, for a lot of things. You know, Jay, as we we mentioned before, you know there was the rumor mongers were out there, but you'd have to you'd have to um, you know look back and think that you know FSG backed. Jürgen this summer, you know, we weren't in the Champions League, you know, the squad needed rebuilding and they went out and did it. Now, it might not have been at the at the speed that some wanted on Twitter, but let's not forget that, that mad sort of, you know, 24 hours and then the following days where we, we woke up to, you know, to Concedo and, you know, a 110 million or 115 million bid had been accepted and you you know you just couldn't believe your eyes and 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 then you know even when that bid you know ultimately you know failed because he decided to go to Chelsea you know we still went out and signed Ryan Gravenberch and Endo who have both come in and and did well. You know some people might say they're they're a bit underwhelmed at the minute by Gravenberch but you know, he's he's still a young player and I thought I think he's done well. You know, at periods and other times, you know, he has been a little bit inconsistent, but you can see that there's more to come from it. So, you know, we so for people to come out and say that oh he's going because FSG won't back him in the transfer market again. You know, I think they're a bit wider the mark. And I think Jürgen made a comment before in the in the press conference when he said, Do you think in the season we got you know, 97 points, that if we had to sign another player, we might have got 98. You know what I mean? You just, 
you just can't say that. So, so I do think that that you know he has he has rebuilt the squad, and and for someone like you who who sort of you know have a new generation of Red supporters, you know I I don't think you, you if somebody would have told you what what he would what you would see during his tenure, I don't think you'd have believed them. No, no, absolutely not. I mean, he's, you know, under his management, I've seen us win every trophy there is, apart from the Europa League, which, you know, we might tick off at the end of this season. You know, his, his stay, I think that's after the final league game of the season, but yes, his stay might be slightly extended. Uh, but yeah, in terms of, you know, the, the, the summer, like, you know, we had a very disappointing season last season. It was clear to everyone that the squad needed major surgery. And yeah, I think we addressed a lot of the problems that we had in in the summer. And FSG, you know, did back Klopp. So yeah, I can't. I, I it doesn't really fit the narrative of you know, it's not like the pair strings were shut and we're still playing. You know, Henderson and Milner and reveal this season. In which case, you could probably uh see a bit more of an argument for that. Uh, that sort of train of thought, but thank you know, thank God, yeah, I did say like like a couple of us have said already, he did look a very sad, lonely, tired figure at times last season, and you know it could it would have been easy for him maybe to you know think you know what I've I've done my bit, you know it's time for someone else to build something new, and you know then we would have been in a real mess, but you know the fact that he's you know he stuck he stuck with us over the summer. You know, maybe this was in already sort of starting to percolate in the back of his mind, but he stuck with us. You know, he his name has tremendous pulling power in terms of signings. Every, you know, everyone wants to play for Klopp. Um, so yeah, he did his job well in that sense. He's brought us some you know new exciting players, and you know it, it it's sad. I think you know from from a certain point of view, you know we were starting to think about Liverpool two point oh, weren't we? This was Liverpool two point oh. With the new signings and the young lads coming through, and we thought this was the start of something. But unfortunately, if it is the start of something, you know, Jürgen's not going to be here to see to see it through. But he leaves it in a very, you know, strong position for whoever it is who who comes into a place. And I think ultimately as well, that is a reason why the news broke when it did transfers. You know. Don't start, you know, after you know, the last kick of the ball of the season. You know, Liverpool will already be working on their summer transfer targets. They will, you know, players will want to know, you know, be asking the question. You know, I don't think Jürgen Klopp, as people say, he's very, tr- uh, very truthful. I don't think you're going to be, you know, lying to pl- more to lighter players when he said, oh, well, yeah, I'll be here next season if he knew, you know, he wasn't going to be. And, you know, and if he did tell the truth, that would, you know, every player, every agency tells the chance of it leaking and grows, and also just from a Liverpool point of view, in terms of the search for the new manager. Derek, it's it's quite interesting, isn't it? That you know, we all wanted Jurgen to extend his contract beyond twenty twenty six, and if he had it done, it would have took him up towards his sixtieth birthday. And then you think, you then think a little bit. You know, to what happened last season and the way, you know, the rails come off a little bit and how, how we looked, you know, tired and, 
lacking in energy, which which isn't like Jürgen, you know, from the sidelines. And how, you know, certain idiotic fans on Twitter were, were pointing the finger at not only him, but at Pep Linders. And you just wonder, don't you, that maybe he's, he's sort of sat sat down and thought to himself, right, you know, this, this new team now it has started off much better than a than I could have possibly dreamed it would have done. You know, and I don't want to end up maybe in a situation like where Arsene Wenger was at Arsenal, where what he achieved at Arsenal as a as a manager in his early years was absolutely magnificent. But then the fans turned on him at the end and I would have hate. I don't think I would have been able to to stand or sit in the car and hear people slagging him off or because he already go on a blocking spree on Twitter every time, you know, anybody sort of, you know, dares to sort of, you know, I mean, we all, you know, we can all have a difference of opinion and we can all, you know, we can all disagree on certain things, but some of the ones on Twitter, they, some of the some of the statements were bizarre. And there was that, there was the guy, isn't there, who does the, 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 the bald-headed Irish lad who does... The watch-alongs who, who said after the Man United game the club should be sacked. You know, it, it's people like that and people watching. You know what I mean? And another idea to ring up to to talk sports and sort of say Jürgen should be sacked. And you you just wonder what planet some of these people are on. And they, you know, they've got what they wish for now because he's going to go at the end of the season. I'm a bit like you. I just blocked these idiots. <laughs> and, and I'm sure Klopp takes absolutely no notice whatsoever about any of them. Klopp will just do what Klopp wants to do. You know, he, he's made that decision, whatever reason it is. He's he's come out and told us he's tired. I'm accepting it because I've never seen him lie. So until there's another reason comes out, you know, in 12 months or 18 months, then I'm going to stick with what he said is the truth. He needs a break. And then he'll decide after he's had a break, will he come back or won't he come back? And that that's the way I view it. And I certainly block plenty of people on Twitter. Probably block more Liverpool fans than two other teams fans, to be honest. Because <laughs> there's some idiots on there talking rubbish <laughs> on a regular basis, especially about FSG. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, in terms of who can possibly follow Klopp, that's always... That's the sort of the tough question. It's not. He's been so good. Whoever it is, how do you follow that? But then I always counter that with Shankly left, and I had the same question at that point. And Bob Paisley came in, and was more successful than Shanks. Paisley may not never have got to what he did without Shanks being there in the first place because Shanks was the one that created everything in the first place. He built that that club up and Paisley then learned from what Shankly did and took it on. The only worry this time is that we're, we're making a clean slate. We're basically going to remove all the Klopp's backroom staff and whoever comes in. And that's where you think, well, has something already been agreed with somebody and they've already been asked about the backroom staff 
and they want their own because that's what tends to be the, the fashion these days is that a manager has his own group of people and that when the manager goes, the whole group go with them. And then when they move into a job, they bring all those people in again. And therefore, that's why there's a clean, you know, clear out, basically, of, of everybody is going with Klopp. Yeah. So, yeah, Tom, you know, Derek's made, you know, a couple of, uh, of good points there as well. You know, and you, again, you know, has there been something, you know, although the club won't say anything in, in public, you know, has something been agreed with somebody and that's why the the coaching staff are all going? I suppose this that question will be asked, will be answered over the coming weeks and months, you know, when, when the time is right for, for the announcement to be made on his successor. But just going back there to, to what I said to Derek, you know, you'll probably you'll probably have a a view on this as well. It would have been really terrible, wouldn't it, if he had decided to to sign a new contract and it hadn't worked. And then, you know, certain fans would have turned on him, like the Arsenal fans, who were an absolute disgrace, the way they turned on Arsene Wenger after what he achieved for them when they were actually going nowhere when he came in. They were in a very, very similar situation to Liverpool when, you know, when Klopp took over. Wenger took over Arsenal and built built them up, and he possibly stayed too long. So there is, you know, as well, you know, when we talk about, you know, rebuilding the team last summer and how maybe Klopp kept maybe some of the players, you know, for a season or two longer than he should have done. It's part of a good manager, although it hurts us and it hurts us badly. It's part of being a good manager, knowing when you can't give as much as you would like to because you're getting older and he knows when the time is to get out is right. Maybe not for the good of Jürgen Klopp, but for the good of Liverpool Football Club. I think you've you've a couple of really good points there, Les. I think, I think the life cycle of a football manager, I think the days of a football manager being at a club in this modern game of lasting like Ferguson 26 years and Wenger 17 or whatever, 18 years he was there. I think them days have well gone. I think the levels of stress that these managers have put under now, I think there, there appears to be a life cycle, doesn't it? And I think it's it's when you look at, at the levels of managers. I think Klopp is, is the longest manager at the moment, isn't he, in the Premiership? Yeah. So, like, you look and you think, and he's about to go. And I think Jamie made a great point. Look at the picture of, of, of young Jürgen Klopp joining Liverpool and look at the picture of him leaving today. It takes a hell of a lot out of, out of them physically, mentally, and... Uh, uh, and just everything about them, that the whole life, because you know it's it's about the whole lifestyle for them, isn't it? And so I think I would never like to be at a club. I see I'm a manager at our club where 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 the fans turned on them, and in the social media world we now live, I I, I don't think I I. I I don't think any Liverpool manager in the now or in the future would, would be safe in this type of world because these idiots out there have a platform 
Do you know what I mean? And like, while while they're out there, so I think the the lots of your question that 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 the, that you asked, I think yeah, I think Jürgen's picked the right time to go. I think probably he feels it's right for him. I think us as supporters would have wanted him there for, for much longer. But as we we've all said, we we don't know what it, what his health implications are at the moment. He's obviously, he's obviously feeling the stress and the strain, because for him to to go in November and say enough is enough, do you know what I mean? So, I I, hope, I think everybody will will get a hundred percent behind him from now to the end of the season. I, where I think with Derek is, I'm not sure whether all the staff have been sacked, you know, like because the new manager has been get. Has been asked, and he'll say, "I'm bringing my own team in." I'd be amazed. I'd be amazed if that was the case. I really would, you know, because I think whoever the manager who's going to take over, if he's agreed to go go to Liverpool, he's going to sit out his own club, isn't he, for for like five or five months before he takes over at Liverpool, you know, so. Well, I think I think discussions are probably ongoing, and I and I should imagine they're well ongoing. We don't know how far down the line the manager is. So yeah, it's it's terrible. It feels terrible today being a Liverpool supporter. Really, quite sad, you know. Pete, it's been it, it has been a sad day, as, as Thomas said. Um, and at the um, after I think at his press conference this afternoon, I think one journalist asked Jurgen. If he was going to have any say in who, who was going to replace him as manager, and he said no, he wasn't. You know that's not his place. He said, you know that's for others to decide who comes in. And I think that's. I think I'm sure if somebody went and asked him for his opinion, he'd give it. But I think that's fair enough, isn't it? That you know, you know, he's taking a step back and saying, look, I just want to concentrate on my job now. I'm getting this many points and as many wins as I can now in all competitions between now and the end of the season. So I'll leave it to others to to sort of decide on who's going to be my successor. Yeah, quite right as well. I mean, um, it's not that far back that when um, Alex Ferguson retired, he, he came out and said David Moyes is the only man for the job and look how that worked, you know. Um, as I say, we've got time if not already agreed with someone, but we have got time. We've got, what, four months or so, four or five months. And, you know, after getting over the initial shock today, I reckon this could be a fantastic end to not just our season, but to Jürgen's career at Liverpool. I think he, he can take us all the way in in all the competitions, to be honest. Um, the one I would dearly love, if you only gave me one hit, I would love, to win the Premier League under Jurgen Klopp with the crowd there because we missed out and it still rankles with me that yeah, you know, that team that, that took took the Premier League by storm and, and when they got presented with the trophy, we just had a few fireworks at the back of the cop and stuff. And it, it just you know, I, I looked at the likes of Jamie Jamie and my lad Jack and I wish I'd have been there with them, you know, the youngsters because we used to do it all the time, didn't we, when we were kids, we'd, we'd be going on the cop and it'd be Oh, and, know, to be, and to be honest, right? Pete, and Derek and Tommy will probably back me up on this. 
we didn't always appreciate what we were seeing at the time. No, that's what I was going to say. It became so commonplace that once we once we once we stop winning things like that, stop winning the league specifically, you realised how much you were spoilt, really. As as youngsters, you know, as as I was at Jamie's age and my lad's age, we'd be going we'd be going to Anfield every season, and it was just a case of, you know, wonder when we'll win the league this year. Will it be April? Will it be March? Whatever. And I would dearly love out of the four competitions we're still in. Don't get me wrong, I'd love to win them all. I, I want to win every game, but if we could win the Premier League under under the guidance of Jurgen Klopp, what a way to say goodbye. You know what I mean? It'd be fantastic. Jay, I just realised what you said then, <clears throat> and I was just <clears throat> thinking about the the league before. And you know what you've just done, and I hope, in a way, I hope it comes right because if Liverpool reach the the Europa League final and FA Cup final, right, Jurgen will the first day that Jurgen will be Liverpool manager would be my birthday, the twenty sixth of May. So that would be. You know, 26th of May, 1989, 26th of May, 2018, and 26th of May, 2024, would be three birthdays that have been ruined by by Liverpool, um, Arsenal, Real Madrid, and now Jürgen not being the manager anymore. But the only saving grace could be what a trip round the city would be it would be if we did manage to win the league or win all four. So that might sort of temper it for a few hours while I'm cheering around the city. But I'm sure when I come home and sort of started thinking about it, it, it wouldn't it would it would go down as, as one of the three worst birthdays that I've had. So I hope I hope we are going around the city with with as many cups as we can anyway. But yet, so I'll ask, I'll start with you on this one. You know, when I, you know, not long after Jürgen had made his announcement and and the, uh, you know, the LFC TV had, had released their interview with him, some of the run and, runners and riders were, were were released by the bookies for the bets. And when I looked at the at the list. Apart from the top two names on there, it was very, very underwhelming. So, who's, where's your, where's your fiver going, or, or who would you? Is there anyone in particular that you would like to see, you know, come into the club and, and you know, take the reins? It's yeah, it's a very tough act to follow. Uh... And yeah, there's yeah, there's every chance whoever it is doesn't succeed because it is just big, such big shoes to fill. And like we've discussed, we've seen it, you know, at Arsenal, post Wenger and United, post Ferguson, and what a difficult job it is to replace such a long-standing manager. I must admit, when I did look at the bookies odds, the list is quite uninspiring in some way. I think the the two the two names that caught my eye most were like Jabby, obviously, um, he's doing. A great job at Leverkusen, uh, by all accounts. Uh, obviously, got a very strong connection with the club as well. So, you know, it would be great to have him back. Of just, you know, not just for sentimentality, but because it, you know, he's shown great promise as a as a manager. And then I think the the only my next choice would probably be De Zerbi from from Brighton. But 
again, you know, that's a, it's a little bit of a, a punt, isn't it? It's a, it, you know, you, we're going back a bit. To, you know, it feels a little, almost a bit Rogersy. Um, uh, so I think you know, there's not there's not a Klopp candidate, and that yeah, I really want it Klopp when you know when we said goodbye to the Brodge. Uh, but yeah, there isn't that clock candidate. Is it? Yeah, I think it was Klopp and Ancelotti, and none of none of the names are sort of available are really off that echelon, so to speak. But um, so yeah, it's going to be a it you know it's going to be a bit of a punt. I think I think I saw Thomas Frank's name come up as well on on Twitter today. So you know it is going to be a bit of a punt, whoever it is, and you know, they're going to have very big boots to fill. But you know, hopefully. Whoever it is, yeah, we we're gonna have to be, you know, Jurgen's laid a good foundation, and you know, we as fans are gonna have to be patient when that when that time comes, and you know, understanding that you know he's not quite gonna be the the finished nor near finished article like Klopp was when he came to Liverpool. Yeah, it's, yeah you know, Jamie's right there. The, the the two names you mentioned there were the ones who who immediately took my eye. You know, there was, you know, then Unai Emery got, you know, a mention. And then somebody, somebody I seen put on Twitter and it's just the, the, you know, and you just shake your head sometimes. He said, well, Jose Mourinho's out of a job. You know, couldn't we, you know, couldn't we go for him? And I'm thinking to myself, what planet are you on? You know what I mean? He's, he's well past his sell-by date now. So is there any... Is there anybody, you know, who's took your eye or what direction would you go in? It's a really tough one. And the one name that you just mentioned there was the one I thought of was Unai Emery on the basis that he's been successful in Europe and he's he's proven himself now he's at Villa. But when he followed Wenger, he struggled at Arsenal. So you... You wonder, A, whether would Villa let him go and B, would he want to follow Klopp? So, in that respect, the only other one, and he's not likely to leave Real Madrid, is Ancelotti. So, I think it, it's it's wide open. Deserve, he's doing a really good job at Brighton. But we've not seen him as the front man of a, of a major club. Alonso is doing an excellent job in Leverkusen. And obviously, there's the Liverpool link, so that's why he's probably favourites with the Buckies. Um, it's a really difficult one because there isn't anyone that stands out. That's, I mean, the one person I don't want is Steven Gerrard. I'll make that clear now. <laughs> you know, he's, he's, he's done himself no favours in in what he's done at Villa and also going to Saudi. Um, so I'd be more, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be upset if it was Alonso because he's, he's a Liverpool, he knows Liverpool, knows the club, knows the fans. So from that perspective, it's more a case of the inexperience and can he handle managing Liverpool? Um, and that's why I'd, I'd push more towards Unai Emery in the fact that he's he's won trophies in Europe and therefore he's got that bit more experience and he's doing a good job at Villa. 
Yeah, Tom, you know, Unai Emery, you know, has got his plus and his minuses, hasn't he? As Derek said, you know, he, he followed Wenger and, and couldn't really do much at Arsenal, but he was left with an aging squad and not a lot of money to spend because they were in the process of, you know, still paying off the, you know, the new ground. So, a possibility, I would say. Derek said he wouldn't have Stevie and I tend to agree with him as a manager. What would you say, though, if if Shabby did get the job, Tom, and he, he, he asked Stevie to be his number two? One, do you think you would you would like that? And two, do you think that Stevie would come as a number two? Or do you think that would be a little bit beneath him? I don't think I don't think it would happen. I don't think Stephen would go as Shabby's number two. I'd be shocked if if Shabby asked him. To be honest, Les, um, I'm like Derek. I would I wouldn't like to see Stevie anywhere anywhere near him. Not because I don't think he's capable, but because I wouldn't like to see his legacy absolutely destroyed, which it would be if he if he went anywhere near the club. To be honest, um, the names some of the names he threw out. Are, Again, that Deserby, everyone likes Deserby, likes the way that he plays his football, likes likes the, the way that he conducts himself. I think Derek made a great call there for Unai Emery. I think he plays great football. I think he plays similar to Klopp in the way that he sets his team up. They break fast, they, you know, like they play a high line, they, you know, they're good defensively and solid, very quick on the break. Um I think Xavi, I think Xavi Alonso is the one but for the sentimental thing, isn't it? For, for Liverpool, he's young. He's, I think it's the difference with, with, with whoever comes in here now is coming in to probably, as I said before, one of the youngest, fittest, strongest, most talented groups of players we've had. So, like, whoever comes in is going to have a really is going to have time on their hands to be able to do it. Would that suit Alonso? Probably. Name that nobody's mentioned, which I thought is funny, is is the manager that's that's followed Klopp in every job that he's he, he's walked out of, which is Tuchel. Oh no, 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 no. I'm not saying I'm not saying go out and get Tuchel. I'm saying to you that nobody's mentioned them. Is that? He followed them in Mans and he followed them in Dor- out of Dortmund. Only yeah. because of, of what's it called. He's won trophies along the way. So he's not my type of manager. I don't think he's the type of of manager. But I'm su- surprised when you see some of the names that have been thrown in the act, like people like Thomas Frank, you know, like, and yes. <laughs> and, yes and, 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 you know, like, in... You know, like all we, all I'm expecting next is is the other clown across the across the thing because he's a Liverpool fan, <laughs> Joe Dice. You know, like, but it, it, I think to be honest, I think Liverpool will have an idea. You 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 once probably they'll have a shortlist. It'll be a young manager because that's the way they tend to look. They look at managers who've usually won stuff. Now that's the thing where Shabby hasn't really. Won anything at the moment, but like by the do it in Germany, Tom. When you're up I against Munich, did he? Well, I said not many not many managers do win things in Germany when they're no, up against Munich. No, they don't. But I think the the, the difference with with Xavi is he, he's taking a broken side and he's made it a good side, hasn't he? You know, 
And I think, you know, they, they look even, if I said to all the lads today, who do you think, if we, if we draw anyone who's our biggest rival, if we're going to win the Europa League, everyone will pick out Leverkusen. Yeah. You know, as the danger team. And that's because of the way that he sets his team up. So, for me personally, I, I hope it's Xavi Alonso, but unlike you said, you, you don't like to be interested if it's Steven Gerrard as his number two. I hope it's Pep Linders as his number two. I hope yeah. that there's, there's no story in that. That like if, if, if Alonso come in, he wants us to keep a link with Jürgen. Then he kept him because I think he would be an amazing asset alongside someone like Xavi Alonso. But that's who I I I, I, I did the names. Poster Coglu is another Liverpool fan, isn't he? By the way, yeah. Big uh, red. There's there's another name hasn't done bad at Spurs. Tom, I've all of the fan throw my name in the ass as well. Well, Peter, <laughs> I tell you, I tell Peter. you, I've mentioned that if you're a, if you're a betting man, put a fiver on this and it will pay your mortgage off. Troy oh. Deeney became unemployed last week. <laughs> Get your money on Troy Deeney. Do you know what? I'd rather put my money on Mike Bassett to be honest. With you. <laughs> 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 to be to be fair, we probably have a better chance. There is a there is a name there is a name none of us have mentioned and, and he blotted his copybook a bit at Munich but that Nagelsmann had a really good name didn't he? Now, I'm not saying he's the one but he's not been mentioned and he he, he, he is in the best. He is Pardon? in the best. He is in the list of uh, names that were released by the bookies. I think he was twenty five to one. I think close to going to Tottenham wasn't he? And for whatever reason it never happened. He was very close to being Tottenham's manager. Um. I think possibly when um, the special one left, was it, around that time? Yeah. But I just, you know what, I feel almost like Tracy talking about the success. Yeah. And yeah. I, know we've got to, I know we've got to, because um, life goes on. But you, you, you do, in the back of my mind, if, if they're saying that the likes of Pep Linders and Peter and all them are leaving with Klopp, I think there's something already decided. Whoever's mm. coming in says, right, I want me back. I want my backroom staff. I wouldn't be unhappy with Shabby Alonso, but it's it's a big, big step for him. I know to take on Munich the way he's doing, it's similar to what Klopp did at Dortmund all them years ago. He took he took Munich on and he he, he won the league and that. So he's got he's he's got a he hasn't got a pedigree as such, but he's certainly doing the job in Germany. Whether the job over here is just that massive, I I really don't know, but. I, I wouldn't want. I, I agree with Derek. I don't want Steven Gerrard near the club. To be honest, Pete, can I just ask you? Do you think it's um, it's now or never for for Shabby? And what I mean by that, from Liverpool's point of view, because Ancelotti isn't getting any younger at Real Madrid, and if you sign a new manager, they're going to get probably maybe a four-year, five-year contract. Mm. So. You know, in two years' time, if Shabby's still doing a good job at Leverkusen and we don't go for him, then there's going to be vacancies at, at possibly Manchester City, Real Madrid, and even Bayern Munich. Mm. So, I, I, you know, it could if, well be. It could well uh, be now is the time to strike, and and you know, it it could quite pick. This could be like a a domino effect. This announcement today, you might find other clubs. Really, you know, dangling the carrots in front of the present managers, say we want you to sign a long-term contract or something. 
because yeah. you know how many managers out there in Wales football would not say no to Liverpool? I've got to say no to Liverpool. It's the job. It's as you know. I don't care what you say about City and, and United previously. It's the top job, the job in English football, as far as I'm concerned. And it's not so much a, it's not so much like the founder. I think we were talking about the foundation that Jürgen's built. I think I think it's an empire he's built here, and it's going to take an awful lot for someone to carry carry this on. Um, you know to. I don't know whoever comes in, we've got to give them a bit of space, a bit of time because they're not just going to. They might hit the ground running, but I think I think, you know, they they're going to stamp their own authority and the you know on on the club. And I just think we've got to make it right. I wouldn't want to get Stephen Gerrard back for sentimental reasons, and you could probably say that about Xavi Alonso, but he has actually proven himself in a in a decent league in Europe, hasn't he? So on that note, we'll end this special edition of the LFC Reports podcast on a sad day for all Liverpool fans on the day that Jürgen Klopp announced that he was leaving Liverpool at the end of the season. So thanks to Tom, Pete, Derek and Jamie and as you always say at the end of this podcast, justice for 97, you'll never walk alone and don't bite the sun and thank you for everything Jürgen, we love you and you'll never walk alone. See you next time.